Welcome to the Emergency Medicine Body Shift Podcast. My name is Andrew, and I'm going to be hosting the podcast today. And today we're going to be talking about a topic that I think goes underdiagnosed in the emergency department, even in the hospital in general. So let's start off with a case. So you're studying with some friends when your friend Jack takes a bite out of Jill's pine nut salad. So you can kind of see where this is going. You guys continue to study when Jack suddenly begins to start itching his skin so furiously he begins to get skin flakes on your computer. You look up and you see Jack has hives all over his body. Before you can ask if he's okay, he vomits all over you and all over your computer. He points to his duffel bag, and while you're searching through his duffel bag expecting to find an EpiPen, you find a free vial of epinephrine, a syringe, and a needle. You quickly look back at Jack, who just shrugs at you. What's the appropriate dose of epinephrine that Jill pulled up and administered because you were too scared and too frazzled? Was the appropriate dosing you were thinking of 0.3 to 0.5 milligrams of epinephrine IM? If so, that's the right answer. So classically, that's the dosing that comes in the EpiPens, 0.3 milligrams. But UpToDate says that the dosing can go all the way up to 0.5 milligrams of epinephrine. Of course, you want to administer this IM either into the shoulder or into the thigh. And I believe that these usually come in a one milligram per milliliter vial, or at least concentration. But things can always change, so be aware of that concentration. So today we're going to be talking about anaphylaxis. So what is anaphylaxis? UpToDate defines anaphylaxis as a multi-system syndrome that's caused by the release of mast cells and other mediators into the circulation. It's usually caused by an allergen such as a food or insects, and it's an IgE-mediated response. The total pathophys is not totally understood, but it causes that multi-system response resulting in skin and mucosal changes, could have shock and respiratory compromise, and you can also have GI symptoms too, which is another type of mucosal surface if you think about it. Now that we understand what anaphylaxis is, let's talk about the diagnosis of anaphylaxis. There are three major criteria that are used for diagnosis of anaphylaxis. Let's talk about the first one. 90% of the time, people fall into this criteria, where anaphylaxis is defined as an illness of skin and mucosal tissue, and in addition to that, you either have shock or respiratory compromise. So skin and mucosal involvement, and shock or respiratory compromise. And that's the first criteria. So illness of skin and mucosal tissue, and either shock or respiratory compromise. That's the first criteria. Now the second criteria. It's two or more of the following after an allergen exposure. So you have exposure to an allergen, then you have skin or mucosal involvement, respiratory compromise, shock, or GI symptoms. Once again, skin or mucosal involvement, respiratory compromise, shock, or GI involvement. And that's the second criteria. You need the exposure to an allergen and then two out of the four of those criteria. Now let's talk about the third criteria. And the third criteria is shock after exposure to an allergen. So you have exposure to an allergen, and then you have a systolic blood pressure under 90. And that's the third criteria for the diagnosis of anaphylaxis. So let's review those again really quickly. The first criteria, you have illness of the skin or mucosal tissue and either shock or respiratory compromise. The second criteria is two or more of the following after exposure to an allergen. Skin or mucosal changes, respiratory compromise, 
shock or hypotension, and then GI symptoms. That's the second criteria. And now the third criteria is hypotension or shock after exposure to an allergen. Now let's talk about treatment of anaphylaxis. And the first thing you should always do as an emergency medicine physician is your ABCs, airway, breathing, circulation. But after that, the mainstay of treatment is epinephrine. So let's see what UpToDate says about the dosing of epinephrine, which actually reminds me, one of my pharmacy friends actually stated that UpToDate shouldn't be used for drug dosing, but I don't have access to Lexicomp at home, so that's what we're going to be using today. So UpToDate states that for dosing of epinephrine and for anaphylaxis, it's usually 0.3 milligrams to 0.5 milligrams in adults, and this is going to be intramuscular, so into the deltoid, into the gluteus, or into a large muscle like the quadriceps. And for pediatric dosing, it's actually 0.01 milligrams per kilogram for a dose of 0.5 milligrams maximum. And that's dosed every three to five minutes as well. So when we step back, we can see 0.3 milligrams is usually what we see in our EpiPens. And there's a maximum of 0.5 milligrams. And the maximum pediatric dose is actually the same as the maximum adult dose, which makes it a little bit easier to remember. We usually dose epinephrine twice IM for anaphylaxis. And if patients aren't responsive to that, then we'll change to an epinephrine drip. So besides epinephrine, what can we give these patients? So what we'll usually do is we'll give them an H1 blocker, an H2 blocker, and also a steroid to help with the immune response as well. So we usually give them pepsin or famotidine, 20 milligrams IV, Benadryl, 25 to 50 milligrams IV, which is diphenhydramine, and also a steroid such as methylprednisolone, 2 milligrams per kilogram, up to 125 milligrams, or you can also give them Decadron. So let's just review that really quick. You give them epinephrine after looking at ABCs, 0.3 milligrams to 0.5 milligrams in adults, 0.01 milligrams per kilogram in pediatrics for a maximum of 0.5 milligrams, and you can do this two times every three to five minutes before changing over to an epinephrine drip. And you can give them supplemental medications as well, such as famotidine, pepsid, diphenhydramine, benadryl, or a steroid like methylprednisolone or decadron. And now that we've appropriately diagnosed anaphylaxis and treated anaphylaxis, what is the eventual disposition for these patients from our emergency department? We usually admit patients if they've had a very severe presentation and have required multiple doses of epinephrine. These patients are at high risk of recurrence, and if they recur, or the anaphylaxis recurs, then it will be very difficult to treat them since they required multiple doses of epinephrine. Now, aside from those patients, if the patient has only required one dose of epinephrine and we were able to monitor them for four to six hours without recurrence of their anaphylaxis, then they can be safely discharged home. And they should be discharged with an epinephrine pen or an EpiPen and strict return precautions. Up to seven to 10% of these patients will have a recurrence of their anaphylaxis in the next seven days. But these patients can be safely discharged if given strict return precautions and an epinephrine pen for discharge. Now let's go back to our case. So we know that Jack was in anaphylaxis. He had an allergen exposure from the nuts in the salad. And he had two system involvement with his skin being inflamed with hives and also vomiting with his GI tract involved. The treatment that we gave him was epinephrine. And we dosed it 0.3 milligrams to 0.5 milligrams IM. For Jack, he happened to go to the emergency department and then was discharged after an observation of four hours without recurrence of his symptoms. And he was discharged with an epinephrine pen instead of an epinephrine vial. So let's quickly review everything we've learned today. 
So anaphylaxis is a multi-system syndrome and is usually caused in response to an allergen. The diagnosis of anaphylaxis has a few different criteria. One of them are illness of skin and mucosal tissue and shock or respiratory compromise. The second one is two or more of the following after allergen exposure, skin or mucosal involvement, respiratory compromise, shock and hypotension, and GI symptoms. And the third one is an allergen exposure and shock with systolic blood pressure of 90 or less. For treatment of anaphylaxis, it's always ABCs, and then it's going to be epinephrine, epinephrine, epinephrine. The mainstay of treatment for anaphylaxis is epinephrine. The dosing for adults is going to be 0.3 milligrams to 0.5 milligrams, and this is going to be placed into an intramuscular area such as the gluteal region, the thigh or femoral region, and also the deltoid is an available spot as well. For pediatrics, it's dosed 0.01 milligrams per kilogram with a max of 0.5 milligrams. Epinephrine can be dosed every three to five minutes, and classically, we give it two times before changing into an epinephrine drip if the patient is in refractory shock. You can also supplement with other medications that we spoke about earlier. And for these patients, they can be safely discharged after an observation period of four to six hours without recurrence of their anaphylaxis. They usually should be sent home with a prescription for an EpiPen. And if they require multiple doses of epinephrine, then they should be admitted for further evaluation. Thank you for tuning into our podcast this week. As always, I ask you to verify everything we talk to you about. Hopefully this isn't medical advice. It's just for educational purposes. If you have any questions, feel free to contact us. We look to seeing you again on the next podcast.